Well, here we are. It's the final show of the year. Not the final show ever. The final show of 2018. And it's that time of year when so many of us are looking forward and looking backwards. And I know that a lot of us want to try and predict what is going to happen in the pinball world in 2019. And we're going to do that. We're going to have a show in which we do our predictions. What I want to do on this episode, though, is actually go back a year and see how accurate Canada's Pinball Podcast was in predicting what would happen in the pinball world in 2018. Now, this is pretty easy to do, and this is going to be a fun episode because we are going to go back to January 5th of 2018, the beginning of the year, and we did a podcast, it was me and Ted, and we predicted what we thought would happen in the pinball world throughout 2018. And what I want to do is I want to just see how accurate we were as we uh, look towards 2019. Was this pinball podcast pretty accurate and on point when it came to predicting uh, what would happen? And uh, you know, you know me. I like to feel that I have somewhat of a a grasp on what will happen in this hobby. So what we're going to do on this special New Year's Eve edition of Canada's Pinball Podcast is we're going to play what my prediction was from a year ago and then analyze on whether or not we think that came true. How does that sound? We're going to jump right into it. All right. And we're going to do it by manufacturer. Where should we start? Let's start with American Pinball. Number one, American Pinball Houdini go fantastic i think it's going to be a, i think it's going to be a, a humongous hit for them okay okay when, when, perfect when, first when, game going into their second so my prediction is this i think houdini is going to be a pinball machine that people want to buy i think people are not going to want to wait a year to get it i think they have like a four to five month window to get the machines out the door before people's desire to own a new machine moves on to a new title. All right, we're going to stop there. So if you remember a year ago, uh, Houdini was barely getting out to customers. I think they sent out one unit before the new year just to say that the game shipped in 2017. And so my prediction was that there was going to be demand for the game and that they would have to get people their titles pretty quickly before people's demands moved on to other titles. How accurate do you think I was in that prediction? I will say that after an entire year, I think it's fair to say that Houdini, uh, the response to it and the success of the game has not been that strong. That it was pretty much a lukewarm uh, reception to Houdini within the pinball community. Uh, You know why that was for the most part? I think people probably felt the game was too difficult, too frustrating. Uh, And then also what happened is because it took a long time for people to get their games, uh, people started selling their games on the secondhand market for a decent discount. And once games start selling for $1,000 cheaper than a new in-box version, I think people sort of pumped the brakes and said, hey, I don't really need it. There's nothing limited about the game. They're going to keep making it. And I also can go buy the game on the secondhand market and save myself a lot of money. It also showed that people who are buying the game were willing to get rid of it pretty quickly, which is another red flag, that it's not a game worth owning. And I think we can chalk up Houdini as just being a mediocre 
uh, first effort from American Pinball. I don't think most people would disagree. And I think I was wrong. I think I thought there was going to be more demand for the game because of all the toys and features in the game itself. But ultimately, I think this podcast was a little overly optimistic about the reception people would have for Houdini. All right, so I think that's we're 0 for 1 uh, on our predictions. I think this one's an interesting one. We're going to go to Stern, and and I'm curious to see if you think I was right or wrong on Stern Pinball in 2018. Here's my prediction. Here's my prediction. I think Stern is going to have one of its weakest years in history, and I'll explain why. So if you think about the year prior, let's talk about the last 12 months of Stern releases. 2017, Stern was like hot-selling Ghostbusters, Batman, and Star Wars, there is no way Iron Maiden, Deadpool, and maybe Munsters, or maybe like Pulp Fiction, I don't know. You know, these titles have nowhere near the cachet or the demand that Ghostbusters, Batman, and Star Wars does. I think, here's my prediction, I think Stern really got Star Wars wrong. I thought they thought Star Wars would sell well into 2018 and demand would be much higher than it was. I still think that game is a miss. I think Stern is going to have a lukewarm year. And here's why. I think Deadpool is a title that doesn't speak to many pinball collectors. And I think that that game is going to struggle. I think Iron Maiden gets you even more into like a niche rock group. I love music. I love major rock acts. I couldn't even tell you an Iron Maiden song. I think Guardians of the Galaxy will ultimately be like a miss in Stern's world. I, I, I Again, I think that game and I think the way Stern handled the launch of it and the WWE armor and just throwing songs in late. like that's not Those aren't the kinds of themes that pinball fanatics want. Pinball fanatics want Jaws. Well, get us Jaws. You know, pinball fanatics want nostalgic titles that, like, they have, like, almost like an emotional and indelible attachment to. I think Monsters is niche but has emotional appeal for people. So I think that title will do well. All right, wow, that was a lot, right? There was a lot to process there in my assessment of Stern Pinball in 2018. And I said I would. I thought it would be a lukewarm year for Stern. What do we think about that? Was I right or was I wrong? And I think what's difficult whenever you're sort of analyzing Stern Pinball is there's two ways to look at it. There is how well will the new titles sell in 2018, you know, and the new titles were, and we didn't know all of them at that point when I was doing that podcast, right? We knew that Iron Maiden would be a machine. We knew that Deadpool would be a machine. And that was it. We kind of knew Munsters was in the works. We weren't uh, sure that it would come out in 2018. We had no clue that Beatles was actually coming out in 2018. We had no clue that Primus would be out as well in that year. We had no clue about Supreme Pinball in that year as well, right? So, if, if you were to look at it from when I did that podcast, it was Star Wars, Ghostbusters, and Batman versus Iron Maiden and Deadpool. And looking at those themes alone, my prediction that they wouldn't have a great year because those themes wouldn't be as appealing. How did I do in that prediction? And I have to say, I probably underestimated the power 
of Keith Elwin's design in Iron Maiden. I think the response to Iron Maiden was super strong. It was stronger than I imagined it would be. And again, we didn't know that it was going to be an Archer reskin at that point. So I was wrong on that. I think I was accurate on Deadpool not being the juggernaut of pinball, right? I, I, I think the response to Deadpool has been a little mediocre. It's probably sold decently well. But I, again, I, I, when we look at the response to the LEs and the premiums and the amount of people unboxing Deadpools, I, I think that is going to be chalked up as a B-level title for Stern. And they know that too. It's not a cornerstone release. We never really got a fourth quarter cornerstone game from them. Uh, so did Stern have a lukewarm year in 2018? I, I would have to say I, would, I probably was off because I've heard from people at Stern that they had a phenomenal year, one of their best years ever. And they probably did because, remember, they're still selling to customers Batman. They're still selling Star Wars. They're still selling Metallica. They're still selling so many games, ACDC, Lucy, right? The Stern uh, ability to offer you eight to 10 games in box throughout the year means that even though their newer titles might not pop as big as some of their older titles, it doesn't really matter, right? Because they still can get you those older titles new in box into your home. So from a business standpoint, I think Stern had a, a, an incredible year. But I will say, I do think that their last few releases have not blown people away. And we're not seeing sales of Deadpool or Iron Maiden uh, or Guardians of the Galaxy. We're not seeing those games sell as well as, as games probably like, you know, The Walking Dead, Metallica, ACDC. Uh, again, I, I think that the newer titles aren't lighting up the sales charts. And here's the hard part is we don't know. Like, I don't have any sales numbers to say I was right or wrong in terms of the reception of these titles. All I can really go off of is, is, is the number of unboxings I see, the number of LEs that sell out. But for the most part, for the most part, 2018 was a very good year for Stern. Uh, it might have been their best year financially, and that just might be because of the expansion of buyers. But I don't think the titles in 2018 will go down as some of Stern's best games ever. Caveat being, I think Iron Maiden rises above the rest. But if we look at the other titles of 2018, I think we could safely say it wasn't Stern's best release year to date. Is that fair? You agree or disagree? Let me know. All right, who should we go to next? Well, here's another thing I predicted in 2018 at the beginning of the year. Elvira is not coming out in 2018. All right, we finally got one 100% correct that there would be no Elvira 3 in 2018. So what does that make us right now? We are, we definitely got American Pinball wrong. I think we also probably got Stern wrong in the sense that the company had a bad year because I think they did have a good year, but I would still say Stern were somewhere in the middle. So let's just say we're one for two right now on our predictions of what would happen in the pinball world in 2018. Now let's move on to the next prediction. Okay, so here's my prediction for Chicago Gaming. I think Monster Bash, when revealed at Texas Pinball Festival, yeah. is going to be a juggernaut hit. I think with the new screen, new play field, new topper, 
I think this game is going to sell out faster than Attack from Mars Remake. I think there's way more in Monster Bash that makes it more interesting than Attack from Mars. I think this game is going to be a ginormous hit. So if, if you want a Monster Bash, like I would get in on one early. Oh, like, I feel like I was so close to predicting this one. But remember, when we did the show in January, Chicago Gaming Company was supposed to be at Texas Pinball Festival with Monster Bash. How wrong I was. Everybody was off on this one because they were so delayed. We did not see Monster Bash Remake until Expo in October, right? Like, eight months later, we got the game. And so I was completely off. I was completely wrong. And I also think, besides the delay, was the demand for the game as high as I thought it would be, right? Did the LEs of Monster Bash sell out immediately? And I have to say, I think I was wrong too there. I don't think people ran to this title uh, the way I thought they would, simply because I think the delay of revealing the game really had an impact on people's enthusiasm to jump right in. It doesn't mean that people don't think the game is great, but when they finally did release the game in October uh, of 2018, there were a lot more titles that were revealed to the world that ha I think have people waiting. I do, I think people are waiting because the Munsters is right around the corner. I think the fact that they're making, what, like 1,200, LEs of the game or a thousand LEs of the game. I don't think people are afraid that there's a shortage of LEs if they want one. I do think people are starting to pump the brakes again and, and, and not running in and just buying every single new game like they used to years ago. And so the demand for Monster Bash LE, I think is not as high as I thought it would be. Okay, so I think we were, we were off there. But I think everyone got this one wrong because no one could have predicted the extraordinarily long delay to get Monster Bash Remake out into the world. So this this is starting to look like Canada's Pinball Podcast is 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 off, right? We 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 are now one for three on our predictions of what would happen in 2018. Hopefully, I can recover on the next one. I think the next one is Dennis Norman's Pitch and Bat and how well that game would do. Let's air that prediction now. My prediction is. Nobody gives a shit about pitching bats in 2018. This game will come out. I do think the zombie one looks interesting. I've played them at the shows. Okay, all right. If we see more than 400 new inbox openings of pitching bats, I will send Ted a check for $1,000. All right, so that was my prediction. Ted thought they would sell at least 400 pitching bats in 2018. And these games are out. These games are out. Here's the thing. Nobody is unboxing them. You don't see people opening them. The, the price point of these games, I believe, is too high. That's why people are not going in on them. And so I think we were correct in our assessment that the pitch and bat games from Dennis Nordman, you know, with the zombie one, with zombie 80 artwork, they have not sold very well. They are not very popular. So I, I'm going to call that an accurate prediction by Canada's Pinball Podcast. We are now two for three in our predictions of 2018. The next prediction we made was around Circus Maximus Pinball and whether or not they would finally deliver on Pinball Circus and the Kingpin remake they're doing. And here was this show's prediction. All right, well, here's my prediction. These have guys have been promising Pinball Circus for a couple of years now. They've delivered nothing. 
Now they're tearing apart Kingpin, saying they're remaking that. Here's my prediction in this company. I just still think these guys do absolutely nothing of significance in 2018. And again, this is our prediction for what happens next year. All right. Well, 2018 has come and gone and has, you know, Circus Maximus, have they delivered anything of significance? And I think the answer is no, or they, they have not. I mean, we, we saw the Kingpin prototype they brought to a show. They sold some Kingpin translites. They still haven't finished the first game. They're now showing us the prototype of the second game. How many years off are we from actually being able to buy this product? Either one of them, they had a dead year. So I am going to chalk that up as we were accurate in our prediction of Circus Maximus in 2018. So we are now three for three. We are starting to turn a corner. Let us now go on to our next prediction in pinball. But before we do that, I just want to answer one, a question you might be having in your head, which is why I'm not airing Ted's predictions on this podcast. And here's why I'm saving Ted from the embarrassment. Okay, do you think people are going to get their Big Lebowskis in 2018? I think they're going to come out with, with, with Big Lebowski in 2018, and they're going to start delivering games. <laughs> Yeah, so that was Ted's prediction on Dutch Pinball. Here was my prediction on Dutch Pinball. So here's my prediction. Mm -hmm. I think that Dutch Pinball closes its doors in 2018. I'll tell you you why. The business model these guys have in place to make more games requires a lot of new orders to come in to pay for all of the new manufacturing they need to make the games a reality ostensibly this they need new money to build the old machines and that is nothing short of a ponzi scheme business model and because of that they are not going to be able to hoodwink new investors or new buyers to go in on the big lebowski and this company will close in 2018 i mean there there it was it it wasn't this wasn't really a hard one to call I think the writing was on the wall for this company for a long time, and we successfully let the world know that it's over. It is over. You know what's crazy, though? Unlike another company, which we're going to talk about next, the problem with Dutch Pinball is they won't just come out and confirm that it's over. Because for those of you in on the Big Lebowski, you still probably have a little bit of hope because they haven't communicated the end is here. But it's over. You didn't get anything. You're not going to get anything. They're out of money. They've spent so much money trying to retool the company. I think you have to finally admit that you were lied to, you were deceived, that they did everything wrong when it, when it came to getting you your Big Lebowski pinball machine. And it, it turned out to be a total, total clusterfuck. And I, I think it's time to put Dutch pinball in the past and just forget about them because it's over. Lesson learned by everybody. Now, speaking of lesson learned, remember when we did this podcast last year, a year ago, there was still hope that Highway Pinball was going to turn a corner. And this was the point where there was new investors coming on. They were going to do things differently. They were going to get people their alien pinball machines. This was the point a year ago when we had a few members of the highway fan base, mainly Hilton and a few others, who were really trying to convince people to stay in on 
Alien Pinball. You have to remember, this was a full year ago. And they were shilling the company. They were trying to convince people to stay in and to stay invested in Highway Pinball. And here was Canada's Pinball podcast prediction of what would happen at Highway. Um, here's my take, and I've been brutally honest. Highway Pinball and Dutch Pinball are both going to go under in 2018. And I'll explain why. Mm. These guys had no idea how deep the rabbit hole went in terms of Andrew Highway's bad business decisions. And there is no way to get to the green. There's no way to make a profit in companies that spend four to five years putting the company in the red. And Alien Pinball is not even that good. And that's my opinion. This game keeps, be it's, it, it keeps being like put on life support and it keeps being sort of shilled by the 20 guys on Pinside who want it to be great. But when you really look at the Alien Pinball machine, it's plagued with issues. It's plagued with problems. It's plagued with like all the things that Andrew Highway like left these guys. And so that's pretty much how it went down, right? The, the new investors inherited a sinking hydrofoil ship from Andrew Highway. We know how the story ends. So we were accurate there. And for, unlike Dutch, we actually got confirmation from Highway Pinball that its doors were closed, that they were filing for bankruptcy, that it was over. Game over, man. Game over, man. And so what does that make us right now? We're five for three in the world of pinball predictions. Let's go on to the next company right now. All right, cool. All right, so Ted's prediction is that Thunderbirds will sell well in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> And that it will find buyers. My prediction is this. Okay. I think Mike is a terrible, terrible, terrible marketer. Um, anyone who starts a company wants to create one thing, and that's buyers and fans of the company. Mike has shown time and time again to give two shits about that. And the number one market in the world for pinball is the United States of America. And Mike has time and time again, you know, said he doesn't give a shit about that. He's selling games to Australians. Okay, that's cool. Here's the thing. I have many friends in Australia, and I have many friends who are the target for this game. The game looks like a leftover Data East Sega game. You're going to come out with a pinball machine in 2018 that has orange DMD dots as the display. Ted... The, the, the Australian podcasts that are out there also won't even deal with this guy. Like, he has no fans. All right, and a year later, we've noticed the same type of behavior from Mike. He's still battling the community, but Thunderbirds did come out. It did come out, and the sales of the game have been most likely atrocious. And we know the story. He still has not shipped to many of the pre-order buyers in Australia their machines yet. And so I think we can chalk up 2018 as a horrible year for home pin. And we will talk more about them in our 2019 predictions. But I think we're once again, we're spot on with Mike's ability to be successful in pinball. He has not achieved it. And I don't think he's going to achieve it, especially with the way he talks to people in the community. All right. So what is that now? We're now six for three within pinball predictions. I think the next one is going to be, this one's a difficult one 
Because remember, a year ago, we knew very little about Deep Root other than the fact that they were partnering up with John Papaduke and it was still sort of like a mystery company. We know a lot more now about Deep Root Pinball. But remember, this was our prediction for what the company would actually do in 2018. And let's air our prediction of Deep Root Pinball. My prediction is this. Nobody has ever proven to have successfully been able to work with John Papaduke to get a game out. And that even goes back to the Bally Williams days where they had to kick him off of World Cup soccer because he wouldn't finish the game. And when John Papaduke is left as the sole designer of a machine, it turns into magical bullshit. I think these guys are not going to show anything in 2018 that shows any progress on these machines. Okay, so in an entire year, have we actually seen anything that proves to us that Deep Root Pinball has made progress in living up to the expectations they've put out in the world? And remember, this was a year ago. At that point, the Deep Root team hadn't materialized as much as it has today. We didn't know all the designers and all the other team members that would join. But still, our prediction that we would see nothing that would prove that Deep Root is a viable player in pinball in 2018 was accurate. It was absolutely accurate. Do you know what they're working on? Have you seen what they're working on? So we were right in our prediction that 2018 would be a dead year for Deep Root. And we also now know that we're not going to see anything at TPF. But I'm going to do this in my prediction show. I think something's going to happen at TPF. I'll explain more when we get to my 2019 prediction show. But there we were once again correct on another manufacturer. So I think we're, are we seven for three right now? Am I tallying this up correctly? Let's move on to Spooky Pinball. So my prediction is this. I think that total nuclear annihilation will continue to be like a decent like seller for Spooky. It'll it'll probably go down as Spooky's best selling machine of all time in twenty eighteen in terms of volume. I think they'll sell more than three hundred total nuclear annihilations. Um I don't I don't know, right? Alice Cooper's a game that none of us have seen much on, right? We haven't seen anything. I've seen a translate. <coughs> And I've seen right, maybe seen. like the back box art, which is... And we saw that skull that looks like a ball might fly out. Right, of so which is like embarrassingly little to predict on a pinball machine. So we're moving on to Stern right and now. And we're moving on to Stern. So we already covered Stern. I, I did this show in a little bit of a different order because when Ted and I did it, it was alphabetical. So my prediction for Spooky was that TNA would sell and become their best-selling title. I thought it would sell more than 300 units I would say that I was accurate in the sense that they will go on to sell 550 TNAs. And I don't think anybody predicted TNA to be as successful as it has become. And that's great. It is it is the most popular spooky title of all time. Remember a year ago, we knew nothing about Alice Cooper's. And I think it was fair for us not to say how we think Alice Cooper would do or sell or be received because we had absolutely no information to go on other than the theme itself. Um, and as we know, as we know, 2018 has been a little bit of a weird year for Alice Cooper, right? We got the reveal at TPF. The game is still not shipping. Uh, so we, we will make a prediction about Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle as we look towards 2019 in the next episode. But I think we were pretty accurate in saying TNA 
would be the best-selling spooky title, and the sales would be over 300. So we're, what are we, eight for three right now? All right, what else is next? We had a little bit of a prediction on Multimorphic. We both didn't think it would light the world on fire. I'm not going to air that because I think that has been pretty accurate. I won't even count that as us being correct on, on Multimorphic. Uh, the last one I want to air for you is one that's really interesting because it is a title that we have talked a lot about recently, and it is finally starting to ship to consumers, and that is Jersey Jack Pinball and Pirates of the Caribbean. Now remember, remember, we recorded this prediction show last year in January, early January. At that point, we had seen Pirates of the Caribbean revealed at Expo in October, okay? And so at that point when we recorded the show, Jersey Jack Pinball had promised people they would get their Pirates of the Caribbean pinball machines in Q1 of 2018. I want you to listen to what my prediction was of Jersey Jack Pinball and Pirates of the Caribbean and when people would get their games after the reveal at Expo. Let's air it now. Canada's prediction for Jersey Jack in 2018 is, is, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this because I do like Jack and I like what his team's doing over there. Um, the game came out at Expo in October, and people loved it, right? I mean, people, like, went bonkers for it. They, yeah. um, they were excited to see Eric and his new mechanisms, and, and, and the game itself looked, looked great. But six months will pass between that and when the game goes on sale. And here's my prediction. And I think you hit it on the, on the head, Ted, is when you said, theme is everything. And this continues to be the quagmire for me when I look at pinball marketing because it's like nobody really wants Pirates of the Caribbean pinball in 2018. The movies have been long forgotten in, in the sense of cultural relevance. So you're going to make Pirates of the Caribbean. You're going to send your new designer, your new engineer, Eric, who's brilliant, and you're going to ask him to make a game based on a theme that nobody wants. On a movie that bombed, the last two have bombed at the box office. All right, wait a minute. Wait a minute, though. But don't forget, I mean, a lot of people are not like maybe like you or I that buy it on the theme alone. They buy it because it's it's a fun game. Uh, if you're talking about bombs, I mean, look at what everybody everybody was predicting that dialed in it was going to tank and be a be horrible. And and I don't know anyone that's played that game that says that they don't think it's one of the top games they've ever played. It's it's tons of fun, including me. All right. Well, here's uh, here's my other prediction, Ted. Nobody, but people love it because they just love the gameplay of the. Yeah, but here's machine. the issue. Here's the issue. I bet Stern has sold more Mustang machines than Jersey Jack has sold of dialed in. And I'll tell you, this is the problem, and this is Jack's biggest problem. Jack let. Pat Lawler spent five years making Dialed In. Five years in the making. People forget this. That game has been in the works for five years. And he wraps it in a theme that makes it hard for Jersey Jack to sell even 2,000 units. And meanwhile, Stern can sell five to 6,000 units of ACDC. And that is Jack's issue. And, 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 like, I say this with, like, almost, like, compassion and empathy for Jack, where it's like, 
why would you let Pat Lawler work on a game for five years? Almost, I think he invested a million dollars in Pat Lawler, and you let him determine the theme and you make it dialed in. If that was Jaws, Ted, how many units would have sold? Well, yeah, yeah but, but, still, yeah, love- but that's, that's it. Like, that game could have been anything. Well, amazing that I brought up Jaws there because that seems to be the hot new theme that people are, are really clamoring for with Stern in 2019. But my prediction for Jersey Jack was that the game was going to ship six months after reveal, and I thought that was going to be a hard sell. And the reality was it actually took 12 months after the reveal of Pirates of the Caribbean to get the game to consumers. I, I was almost completely spot on by saying they wouldn't be able to sell 2,000 units of Dialed In. And we heard from Jack, um, specifically from him, that they've only sold 1,500 Dialed Ins to date. And so I think we were pretty accurate. I think we were pretty accurate. Nobody could have imagined it would take Jersey Jack Pinball a year after revealing Pirates of the Caribbean to actually start shipping games to consumers. And for those of you out there who think like that doesn't matter, it's a great game, it does matter. It does matter. And we're going to talk about this when we talk about the 2019 predictions for Jersey Jack Pinball. But ultimately, it's hard to look at 2018 as a successful year for Jersey Jack Pinball. I think it was a year of incredible expectations that were not met. And once again, manufacturing delays and themes that people don't really want continue to sink this company's success. And it's it, these aren't difficult things to get right. The manufacturing part is obviously a lot harder to get right when you're using temp workers, but picking themes that don't make people go crazy for that's a marketing decision and that to me continues to be the head scratcher we know we're going to talk about what's coming down the road from jersey jack with 2019 and it seems to be themes that are much more popular and we'll talk about that in the next episode but those were our predictions and i think when we look at 2018 we were pretty spot on with a lot of what would happen in the pinball world we were spot on with calling the the companies that would fail We were pretty spot on uh, with how different games would be successful in 2018. And we weren't able to know everything, right? We obviously got some stuff wrong. We obviously didn't see some Stern titles come out that did come out. Um, And so overall, if we were to look at 2018 as a whole, my overall assessment of the year was that it was another good year to be a pinball buyer. It was another good year to be a pinball tournament player, another good year to be in the hobby because you had a lot of options come out in 2018. It was a bad year for people who pre-ordered games years ago. For most of the people who went in on the new boutique companies, 2018 was a painful year for you. If you were an alien buyer, if you were a big Lebowski buyer, it was a terribly painful year. You probably had to tell your wife or a significant other that the money was gone, that it's not coming back, you're not getting your game. And so that was a shitty year for those individuals. Uh, If you were a fan of Stern Pinball, 
another Stern year, another year in which Stern gave you a variety of options for you to choose from. I think Iron Maiden surprised a lot of people. I think getting Zombietti artwork on so many games was exciting for a lot of people. And I think you're starting to see Stern improve year in, year out, what it's offering is for people. And I think, again, Stern fanboys had another good year. They, if you're, Rooting for Stern is like rooting for the Yankees. You, you're going to get a team that's going to be good every year. And some years they'll win the championship and come out with the best pinball imaginable. Um, for everyone else out there, I think it's a good year. I, I think it's hard to look at pinball in the last few years and, um, and find a lot to fault in the, in the hobby. Now, that being said, I think you're going to be a little bit shocked at what I predict is going to happen next year. I think we're going to see a little bit of the same, but I also think we're going to see more of a of a finality in the realities of this hobby take place in 2019. Right? This almost feels like 2019 is the final chapter in a trilogy of pinball collecting and buying and boutique companies. It's you know, it's like all of the armies are assembled and we are going to see a battle ensue in 2019 in which there are going to be winners and losers and there are going to be survivors and there are going to be casualties. And it is going to be, I think, a brutally honest year in the realities of pinball and the realities of companies trying to be successful in pinball. And I think it's going to be one to watch and one to enjoy and all of you out there have the best vantage point of what will happen in 2019. You know why? Because you don't have to go in every day and try and make a pinball company successful. You get to just keep your money in your wallet and buy the stuff that you want. It is such a good time to be a pinball buyer. It is. It's such a nerve-wracking time to be a pinball manufacturer trying to steal some of Stern's market share. I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait for 2019. So look forward for my prediction show real soon. Everyone, have a very amazing new year. Be safe. All right, New Year's is a holiday in which a lot of people are drinking. A lot of people are going to parties. Some of you are probably having pinball parties. But please, get home safe. If you're going to drink, get a designated driver. Be responsible. We want to see all of you around in 2019 to enjoy this incredible hobby. It has been another terrific year uh, being in the hobby. I've enjoyed making every single one of these podcasts for you, and I look forward to doing this into 2019. And here's the thing, too. I'll leave you on this note. At midnight tonight, the Twippy voting begins, and I would love nothing more when you're in your state of inebriation for you to log on, I don't know how it is even going to work, and vote for Canada's Pinball Podcast as your favorite pinball podcast of 2018. I hope you enjoy the show. I enjoy doing it. And we'll see everybody in 2019. And we hope to get all of your votes uh, for Best Pinball Podcast. Thank you, everybody, from the bottom of my heart. And have an amazing New Year celebration. (laughs) 